Oh, oh, one Sunday night, Sharbitochen. Yes, a question. Wait, we're, we're holding. Not sure about Sharbitochen. Okay. Uh, wait, wait, just for the record. So this is Perik Shlishi, Shear 8. The 8th Shear in Perik Gimel. Yeah, question. I've been listening to your Shearing on the early morning brokers, but I've noticed that you give to the men on the MP3. Yeah. You gave them some time ago, but I've noticed something. There are a few brokers which... Like they say, Honosein Leyaif Korach in the Lamed Torah Ramo Yisrael. Does that hey mean anything? Because when they translate it in the art scroll, they translate it as, it as if it has no meaning. I don't right now know the answer as to why sometimes the hey is there and why it's not there. But the hey could be. I mean, if you were translated, it would just mean he. Let's say you would say no sin no yev koach. Yes. You'd say who gives the weary strength. Yes. And ha no sin, you would say he who gives the weary. He is one who gives the weary strength. Yes. So it's it's a good question why that's done sometimes. Usually, it's when it's quoting a psukim, like when it's quoting a pasuk. When it's like a phrase taken from a pasuk, like I, I believe no sin no koach. Is taken from a pasuk in Yeshaya, so sometimes they'll just they just lifted the pasuk into the bracha, but that's probably why. Yeah, the the hey the ha would be translated as he, h e. I'm talking English now. He who I'm talking English now. W h o. He who gives and so on. So, um, you know, I, I, it could really be loped off in translation. They do lope it off. Yeah. I, I, I sort of feel there's a special emphasis that it's only Hakkadish Baruch Hu who does it. You could be right, you know. You can, it's a good suggestion. We need time to check it out. Okay. So, um, the eighth shear in the third parak of Shara B'tochon. And we're up to now this on page Kuflama Dalit in, in, in the printing that we're using. We're up to the second the second aspect of clarity that you have to have if you're going to develop full B'tochon. And that is Yidiyaso Bebeyur Shehashem Yisromeim V'yushader Mashkifolov You have to realize, you know, we all pay lip service to this, but it has to, you have to really feel, and if you feel this way, it's really a scary thought, that Hashem's always watching you, and Hashem's looking at you. Now what's the Chavit point here? What does this have to do with Pitochan? Because he's in the middle of a sentence. So Hashem's looking at you, and he he's watching you. You know, imagine... You know, we all act differently when someone's watching us. Even if, you know, a good person, not a fake, a good person. But when he's davening alone in a, he or she is davening alone in a room, and they're davening where someone's watching them, or could see them, it's, it's different. I think, I, I will admit it's different. You don't have to, but it's, I think we all would, would, uh, Okay, you're free. You can go. 
we would all subscribe to uh, Mrs. Manners when you when you diamond alone in a room and you diamond where other people are what, are seeing you. Do you think your diamonding is different? Don't answer. I'm saying it's always different by everybody. So Hashem's always wa- Hashem's always watching you. But his point here is not to teach us Shilisi Hashem Lenegdi Sambit. His point is to go on, he goes on and he says that Hashem could read our minds and he sees everything we're doing and he knows what we're thinking and he knows our attitudes. Right? Even Malachim, you know, even Malachim cannot read people's minds. Really? Really. So we're safe from the Malachim also. And therefore, it should be an, a, a very scary thought because, you know, a person has motivations. A person, a person does things for all sorts of motives, and there's nuances. Of, you know, there's always nuances why we do things. We're angry at someone. We want to show that we're better than someone. We want a little covered. And Hashem is is right there. Hashem is in touch with all of our senses. The sodo, pshoto, Hashem, our deeds, our thoughts. And now comes the punchline. This is the point the Chalit HaVos is making. The tohar bitchono al Hashem, o eat tohar bitchono olav. This is an amazing point. Chalit HaVos is listing things that you have to... This is This is such a... Uh, it doesn't seem to make any sense at first, but if you think about it, it's, it's such a, a logical, and it's a pedagogical lesson. He's, he's saying like this. He's listing things that you need to develop full bitachon. What's number two on the list? We're up to number two. Number two is to realize that Hashem knows if you're really having bitachon or not. Because we all tend to pay lip service to bitachon, we all claim to have bitachon. When things are going good, we certainly have bitachon. Hashem, Hashem, Hashem. Right? And, but Hashem knows if we, like, really are sincere. He, he knows if we're really relying on Hashem, if we're really there, if we're really there, we're all, if our minds and thoughts and attitudes and subliminal thoughts, like, because work was like, every, right here. Do we really have bitachon? It's like, what's this doing on the list? So, what was it? This happens to be true, but like, why do you have to know this to develop? He's saying he doesn't speak it out. I'm speaking it out. It's a more ridiculous lesson. If you don't realize that, you'll never develop full bitachon, because you'll always kid yourself. That's what he means to say, and it's a tremendous limud. He doesn't even speak it out. He's making a list of things you need to develop full bitachon. Number two, number two, number two on the list. Number two is to realize that Hashem knows if you're really having bitachon or not. Now, superficially, off the cuff, ostensibly, you say, like, why do you have to know that to develop full bitachon? And the answer is, because you'll always kid yourself if not. That's his, he doesn't speak it out. That's his point. Yeah. But the downside is you always doubt yourself as well. well do I re- is it really true betachon? Maybe it's not betachon. Maybe I'm kidding myself. A person always has to doubt himself. And to strike a balance between doubting yourself and not being paranoid and, de- and feeling and having a healthy self-confidence 
while at the same time sort of doubting yourself is a balancing act that we do our whole lives with, with, with everything, with all of our service of Hashem, with, with so many things, we always are walking that tightrope. That's why the song says, Gesher Tzama Od, right? That's the song, because it's like, it's a tightrope. And you, you have to doubt yourself, and do I really mean it? And then you have to say, but you have to, you, you can develop, I know people, I mean, unfortunately people develop a paranoia, and they're always down. <laughs> there's no, there's no. I can't sit here and give you a formula. There's no compass that you could like check yourself and see anywhere. There, there is, but it's very detailed. I can't give a formula for uh-huh. it. In other words, if I'm, if I know a person well, it's what it's what it's what either a very good friend is for. I've, I think I've quoted the, the, the Rechaya many, many times. Rechaim Velozhin on Pirkei Elvis. I think I said it many times, that he says many times that one of the things you should have a good friend for is for such matters, to talk things over with, and they hit you over the head if you, you know, <laughs> if, you, if you're not, uh, but, uh, it, or, 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 or a or a mentor. Better yet, it doesn't have to be a rub. It could be a, a rabbit, and it could be some any mentor, a mentor that knows you well, and you know you talk things out, and and you examine your motives, and you have to not be embarrassed, and you, you talk, and a mentor, and it's very hard. There's not, I can't sit here and give you a formula. You know, if you this and you know then this, it's every nuance is different. Life is very. That's a, that's what Chazal say. Ain, Chazal say in a very famous statement, There's only uh, the width of a uh, hair that separates Ganeidon and Gehenim. Right? You, could, you could do everything right, and, and Hashem knows that in your heart. But I realize just now, as I'm talking, there is one thing I can tell you. And that is that our lives have to be governed by the rule of Hashem's not here to trip to, Hashem's not here that after 120 years he's going to say ah, I fooled you ha, ha, ha. in other words we're capable of realizing it you don't have to drive yourself crazy that there's something going on that you're incapable of ferreting out that Hashem doesn't do Hashem, He doesn't overburden someone with an impossible load. So you don't have to be afraid that despite your best efforts, so there's really something there that you can't unearth. You do have to be afraid, perhaps, that you haven't unearthed it yet, that you're still a little nogea bedavar. But you don't have to ultimately worry that you've done your best and then Hashem says, you know, ha, 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 I fooled you. That doesn't happen. So that's a confidence that you can have, that any that a person can have, that they don't have to worry about that, that despite their best efforts, they just haven't, you know, they haven't gotten it. That's not true. If you were promised that if you have your best efforts, it's within your grasp. That's what the Pesach says. He, right? Don't say it's Bashamayim. This is all included in those psukim. 
right? So that's what it means. It's always within your grasp. Hashem doesn't, he's not playing gotcha here. So that's, that is a principle that could be said. Talks about the point of truth within everybody. Mm-hmm. That, uh, everybody can know. Somebody outside can't always know, but the person themselves can mm-hmm. always come to the point yeah. of truth. So this is what he says. Um, if you don't realize that Hashem knows, this is what he means. You'll always fool you, you'll fool yourself because it's easy to pay lip service. Al derech and remember what the pasuk says: Hashem yodeya machshvos adam. Hashem knows the innermost thoughts of a person. How, uh, you know, what they really are. The, the one who measures hearts, the one who created intelligence, the one who created men. So he certainly knows what's going on in, in the hearts and minds of men. The Amr, Right, Malachim don't know, Hashem knows. So you have to convince Hashem that you have Vitachim. So once you know, and once you feel, and once you're aware, and you've internalized that Hashem knows, so you can't just blithely, or blithely, whatever the word is, talk about, you know, Hashem, you know, without really truly having Bitochen. Surely you don't want to be on the level of about whom the Navi writes, that you're just going through the motions. So, you know, so what do you do? You, you, you have to practice. That's what it boils down to. In other words, you could ask the following question. How do you work, if, if you have to be holding by something, so then how do you ever work on it? Like how, how do you, the terrace is like a baby learning how to walk. You know, you walk, and, you, and you're not really ready to walk yet. But you, you know, you're walking and you fall, and then you try again, and you get a step further, and you fall again, and you don't get discouraged, you just pick yourself up and you go, and that's how you develop it. So you you practice bitachon. So the first thing to practice is to, to to ask Hashem to that you should get to the store successfully. And when you get to the store successfully, you thank Hashem that you got to the store successfully. To take every action, your <coughs> mundane actions, things that go on. You're baking your cake. You, you, you're preparing your. You, Please, Hashem, let it come out good. And then you practice, and you slowly build up. That's why I said, someone, when I, I think I, I must have said it over here, someone asked me, Shaila, once, if they could, I, I said it over, if they could buy an El Al ticket, because security is better on El Al. Mm-hmm. So I said, once you've asked the question, you might as well. <laughs> There's no point. So I was telling the story over to someone, so someone asked me, well, how do you develop Bitochen if you always take that attitude? So maybe they should have, as I said, they weren't holding by it. Their heart would, was, would be thumping. <laughs> you, can't, you can't practice Bitochen with your heart thumping. You have to start with small things. 
you go to Kevin Rachel, it's Studio Joe, you know, you start with small things, and then you build yourself up to not going allow, because the security is better. So, Should you push yourself a little bit? About this particular case, about the security, would that allow? Let's say, let's say you're afraid to go somewhere. Should you push yourself a little bit? Are you saying? Yeah, you yeah, yeah. You have to, to but you, again, you, you have to take baby steps. You can't if you jump into it, then there's no point because you have to develop the inner bitachon that Hashem could look at you and say, yes, this person has bitachon. So. The, but should you wait till you have that bitachon? Well, if you, you it, it's, I don't. Again, I don't have a formula because if you always wait, you'll never get anywhere. So let's think of a baby learning how to walk. So, you know, you go, let's say, when there's a lot of other women there and you're not so nervous because there's so many people around you. I, I don't know, you have to think of a way to slowly build up the bitachon. Here the Chazanish in Emuna Ubitachon writes, in the context of this that we just learned, let me, let me read it to you, it's very cute. He says you have a Ruvain. He says in real life, in real life, you have sometimes Ruvain and Ish Hamuser, and he's always talking about Baruch Hashem and Bezos Hashem, and he talks about Bitachon, and uh, and everything's going well. He has a store, and you know he's earning Parnasa, and it's going very well, and he's always he loves Bitachon. He says why shouldn't he love Bitachon? Things are going great. One day, he hears that Shimon is opening a store. <laughs> and all of a sudden, he's like, what am I going to do? And what do you do? We can't let Shimon do that. He actually do that. How dare he do that? And he starts figuring out how he could mess Shimon up. And he starts doing pulas. And, and, and like all of his bitachan is out the window. And listen to his sharp words he uses. If you say that shlilas habitachon, if you don't have bitachon, machzor benefesh hamaskelas, it's a chisaron. Achoyli marmizeh, this is the chazanish. A worse illness than not having bitachon is bitachon hamazuyaf, fake bitachon. Ubiyos haziyuf, he says, because he doesn't. He has very poetically. He writes. He writes, because fake bitachon will have talmidim and, 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 and is being mechanic people, and, and it's not the real thing. And, and you know, even a rebbe, you know, you have a rebbe, you know, and then someone else, the, the, the hamhola gives a different rebbe the better kids in the shear, and he gets the worst kids, and he, you know, and he, he goes crazy. So that's that's what the Chazal is saying that you have to realize that. Bitachon is something in the innermost regions of the heart, if you truly have it. So the way is to practice. Practice with small things. Practice uh, even more. Practice. <laughs> that's why the Chavitavos was written. That's why it's written that you could make one A B C D, two A B C, three. That, right? He wrote the whole sefer that way. Because it's a workbook. As I said, the first day, the first shear, or the second shear. The Chavis is essentially a workshop book. And if you follow it, like you can take the Chavis Halvavis, we're learning it like a textbook. But it's really, a, what do they call it, a work, what do they call a it? Workshop. A workshop sheet, where you could say, okay, ladies, 
for the next three weeks, we're gonna, we're gonna play act, or whatever they do in workshops, I don't know. We're going to act out number C of area two, right? And, and let's, let's make up a story, you know, and, and you do it, that, that's, and he's very, it's really a worksheet in developing bitachon. We're, we're learning it like a text, you know, but it's really very masudar, and everything is first this, and then that, and then this, and it's, it's very, uh, it builds on itself. So you should say, okay, how do I develop bitachon? That's what we're trying to do here. Start listening to the shirim again from shir number one. <laughs> yeah. In a kiss of Reuben there. He shouldn't have been bothered at all. Is that if you have That's a That's a like, Ultimately, yeah. If you have full bitachin, if you have full bitachin, you go with your rolodex of customers and you go to Shimon and you say, "Here, I would like to give you my rolodex of customers." But that's already you're talking well, about, like Rabbi Levine, right. you know. <laughs> <laughs> and you know something is if if. But that's bitachin. It's, it's, uh, yeah, but, I have to say but, you know, sometimes you could take Shimon to a Dentora, because he's not allowed to open up another store. <laughs> no, no, so, then the question. Right, so then how does that work? Right. <laughs> 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 competition is good. <laughs> but, but sometimes it's also. What about the Parnassus? It's a very good question. Let's say someone breaks into your house and steals something from you. Should you let them have it? Because Hashem will replace it, you know, you have bitachon. Maybe you weren't meant to have that. So something doesn't sound right. You know, it sounds true, but it doesn't sound right. But if someone steals something from me, I have every right to the Torah. So the answer, I, I mean, but there are stories of Sadiqim, right, who ran after the Ganav and said, I'm Michael, you, I'm Michael, you, you know. I'll give it to you. Right? But. Are we supposed to, I was hoping you wouldn't ask me that, are we supposed to strive to reach that madrega? I don't know. It's like saying, are we supposed to strive to reach the madrega of the Ramban where we don't go to a doctor? And we just, there is such a madrega. The Ramban's madrega where we don't go to doctors and we say that illness is the will of Hashem and if I'm sick it means there's something spiritually wrong with me. And let me fix up what's spiritually wrong with me and I'll get better. And the Ramban says, like, you know, what, what do you need a doctor for? And the Ramban was a doctor, right? Did you know that? Ramban. Ramban was also a doctor. He was also a doctor. And he, he was a doctor, but he said that you But he said that you don't need doctors. So the answer is that he's talking, like, about an ideal. He's talking about a concept, an ideal that. But it is the truth. That's not in the real world. Yeah, but in in the real world, we won't, you won't get there. And I, I don't know, yeah. we're, when something al Torah is right or wrong, according to the Shulchan Aruch, then you don't have to be holding there. Right? Then, right? Okay, I guess I have to make an exception there also. When you're dealing in Kirov, what I just said is perhaps in, is, is inoperative. Because when you're dealing with people who have no shaykhs to frumkite, and you're trying to be makar of them, you can't just throw the whole shulchan on them. <laughs> you have to, they have to be holding there. But, but Hashem to frum people, people who are already frum. They believe in Hashem, they know Torah's Mesinai. Us, all of us sitting here. So you don't have to be holding there to do the shulchan aruch. 
it has to be like that's it. This is my life. Now, according to Shulchan Aruch, someone steals from you, you prosecute them, you take them to Bezdin, you get it back. There is, you know, what's the question? Does the Torah demand of me that I develop bitachon to the degree that I won't prosecute a ganav? No. I, I think that's impossible to say that the Torah would demand of me that I not do what the Torah says I could and should do, or I could do. I mean, I have every right to. There's no evidence in Torah. So it's it's called Midas Hasidus, I guess. I guess it's called, you know, Lifnim Mishurus Hadin. It's wrong to say that Hashem's demanding it of me, but in all honesty, if someone wants to perfect, perfect to the ultimate, their Midas Bitachon, they will say to a Ganav, you know, Amoichel you, Amoichel you. They will. But it's almost unfair to talk about. It would be like sitting here talking about the Ramban sheet of not going to a doctor. We're, we're very far from that. And halavai, we should be zoichah that when we go to a doctor, we should realize that he's only Hashem Shliach. And halavai, we would be zoichah that when we take the Ganav to a Dintaira and a store that opens up in a way that's not allowed, I'm stressing those words, underline, is a Ganav. Halavai, we would take him to Bezdin and not talk Lashon Hara about him <laughs> and not tell the whole world what an evil person he is I, there's so much work we have to do within the realm of what's allowed that it's almost comical to talk about well I should really not even care <laughs> you know, that's, like the, that's like saying I shouldn't even go to a doctor you know it, it's we could state unequivocally that the Torah doesn't demand it of us and there's nothing wrong with saying that there are this perfection, and we're very far from perfection. And halabai will be good people, not bad people. Uh, like, uh, perfection is already. I don't. Uh, yeah, right. It's uh, perfection is the Ramban's not going to a doctor. Who? It, it, I don't even think we should talk about it. It's not for people. It's not. It's not. It's not for people. I mean, maybe I should talk like that. Maybe there's someone sitting here in this room that's that is holding by it. But, we, but, but there's a danger. There's a danger. You see, because you have to go incrementally, and if you look at that as for people like us, you, you'll be Michael me. I mean, uh, <laughs> I don't know you all that well, so maybe you really are holding there. Please be Michael me. Now I can honestly say I'm talking about myself. If you talk about those things, it's like it's a it's a, it's a Yitzhara talking, because it's like the, it's like the Chavetz Chaim. Oh, the Chavetz Chaim, if you ever learn Shmuel Salvashim, so he says one of the things the Yitzhara does is says, oh, you don't want to talk Lashonara, okay, you're not allowed to talk, open your mouth, you're not going to be able to talk to anybody, you're going to have to not have any friends because you never know when you'll be Nichol in Lashonara, and he makes it so impossible that you know you, that you don't bother working on it because. So if we talk about not going to a doctor, or we talk about not taking to Bezdin, the store that opened up Shaloykadin, or not prosecuting the Ghana that stole from me, it might, you know, it, it's like the Eitzahara talking, you know. It makes, oh, that's what Bitochem is. 
forget it. It's not for me, Bitachan. And there's such a world, a lifetime of work, and we'll never reach there. There's a lifetime of a lifetime of work within. Like I say, take the guy to Besdin, but don't talk Lashon Hara. And if you lose the case, right? I, uh, I was on a Besdin for 15 years. I can tell you what people say about a Besdin when they lose the case. <laughs> I tell you, one in 15 years on a Besdin. Did I ever tell this story before? In 15 years on a Besdin, only once did I have the following experience. There was a dentire with a real estate agent and a woman who sold her house, and the question was if she was entitled to a commission. It was two ladies. And we passed in that she, that she owed her the commission, that the homeowner owed the real estate, $12,000 it was. So we passed in, she owes the $12,000. The next day, a few days later, we get a letter from the lady who lost, thanking us, and says she feels terrible, that it turns out all these months she was holding on to money that really wasn't hers. Mm-hmm. And and uh, she asks Mechila, because retroactive. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, right. one, yeah. I mean, I don't want to argue with Shlomo Amelech, he says, Isha B'chalei Matsasi. 15 years, only one person reacted that way. Mm-hmm. This homeowner woman who owed the real... One person, I could... <laughs> <laughs> hundreds of Dine Taira. Hundreds. Huh? Hundreds. One person said, who lost, said, thank you. Thank you. I, you know, now I know what's right and what's wrong. So, you know, Halavai, we should be working on those Madregas. Where, if, yeah. I saw, what I'm trying to understand, let's, let's say you have a store and the other person opens a store legally, I'm saying. Halachically legally. Yeah, of yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. But let's say it still bothers you. You're saying if you have bitachon, it shouldn't bother you, right? Just that's, what, that's what that's for us to work on. If the person opens a store legally, yeah, yeah, then yeah. it's for us to. It's hard. You know, it takes a lifetime. A lifetime. It takes years of work. It's very hard. It's very very hard. When, but I'm, I'm not making believe it's easy. That you're human. Does he say, "Oh, she doesn't have enough bitachon," or is he going to say, "Well"? You want to know when Hashem's going to zap you? You want to know when Hashem's going to zap you? <laughs> I want to know what he, what, how you're going to... Hashem's going to zap you if you didn't work on it. So if it's bothering you, but you're working on it... Yeah, then that's what we're going to... We, we have yet to learn that in the Chayvah's old office. If you do your best... <laughs> yeah, but that's what we're learning now. Hashem knows... And this is the scary part. Hashem knows if you're truly doing your best. Or if you say, Oh, great, or a little bit said, as long as I'm working on it, it's good enough. So now I could coast. <laughs> then Hashem does zap you. If you're coasting, you have to work on it. So how do you work on it? You tell Hashem, it came every Sunday night to mm-hmm. And Hashem says, so you sat for 45 minutes, big deal. What did you do when you left? Did you think about it again? Or you just shut the door and be talking until the next Sunday night? Mm-hmm. So that's what Chayzolvah says. He says, Hashem knows if you're working on it, then you don't have to worry. But if you're not, then you have to worry. You don't have to worry if you reach the goal. Of course, it, we're human beings, right? Most, you know, we're human. Lo tikum lo sitar. How do you do lo sitar? Very, very hard. So the Rambam says, you have to think. It doesn't matter. Come say yavor. Nothing's really that important. It's okay. The chinuch says, think pitachon. Mm-hmm. Think it's Hashem. It's not really that person. Mm-hmm. It's Hashem sending me. Look, 
We just learned in the Machshir. David HaMelech. This is the most amazing thing. David HaMelech has the chance to kill Shaul. And he doesn't. And he's allowed to. It's clear in the Gemara. David HaMelech says, I'm allowed to. I was allowed to because you, you want to kill me. So I'm allowed to kill you first. But I, I, you're a tzaddik. I, I can't bring myself to do it. You're, you're, you're too big a person. You're, you're a tzaddik. You're the Melech Yisrael. I can't do it. Then in the next passage he says, but Hashem's going to get you for what you're doing. So what do you see in that passage? That David wasn't mochel him. David didn't say, it's okay, I'm mochel you. David was moser dino l'shemayim, very harshly. So in one breath... He's saying, you're a tzaddik, and I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to touch you, because you're the Melech Yisrael, and I don't feel like that I, this is, this is wrong for me to do. Even though I'm technically allowed to, but I can't bring myself to do it. And then in the next sentence, he says, but Hashem is going to get you back for what you're doing to me. So you, if, so he said, why did, you know, so he said, well, why, why wasn't David Rabbi Levine? And say, I'm Michael, you. <laughs> someone's looking to kill you, you don't have to be Michael then, I don't know, I guess uh, you know should you be Michael then, what did David say before he said I'm Apple at night, he said I'm Michael show. You know, obviously he didn't, he obviously wasn't Michael then, he says Hashem will get you back, I mean you know, my child would talk that way, I would like sort of, hmm maybe you shouldn't be saying that and here's David and Malachim, it's quoted by Hashem's gonna Hashem yinkom, nikmosi so what I said in the Nachshir is that we're talking about big people. David didn't say it out of a sense of personal angst, like Hashem's going to stick up for me. There's such a thing in the world called justice. It was wrong. It was wrong for Shaul to be chasing David. It was objectively wrong. And if Hashem would not punish Shaul for doing it, that's not a good limud for the world. It's not a good limud for Klal Yisrael. What, because he's a melech, he can get away with doing things? It's not fear. It's not fear, it's not justice, it's wrong. So, I suspect, I mean, I'm suggesting, it's a chiddush maybe, but I'm saying, when David said, Hashem's going to get you back, it's in that sense. Hashem will punish you in the sense of kel nekamos Hashem, kel nekamos. Because he uses the word nik nekamos. It's a very strong word. It sounds very personal, the comma. Right? But it's not necessarily so. When you say, Hashem will be no king, from the Goyim. It doesn't have to mean a personal agenda. It doesn't have to be personal. It could be just, you know, there's a world and there's right and there's wrong and we want Hashem to redress wrongs. And there's it's okay to call that Nakama Because Nakama is... If we say kel nekamos Hashem, it means nekamos is not a bad thing. It's also see that's what's also. It's also if you take it personally. It's also if, in other words, are you going to take nekamos from someone as quickly if he or she wrongs someone else as if they wronged you? You're not going to, right? So that means it's 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 about you. So the Torah said, don't take Nakama, because it's going to be about you. But if you could manage to, like, 
Okay, it's not about me. It's it's about justice. It's about what's right and what's wrong. Now, how do you do that? Because you know you're always no gay on the dover. So the Hashem says, you know, lo tikum lo sitar. Don't you know you're not allowed to take the karma. But if you say Hashem should take the karma, you say shein tachas shein ayin tachas ayin. So the Rishonim say it's justified for someone who injured me. Really, theoretically, theoretically, if he blinded me, I'll, I, I should take out his eye. I should take. It's it's justice to take the karma. He wronged me, and he should be punished. But he should be punished if he if he. I should feel the same way if he knocked out someone else's eye. Also, it's not about me. It's not a personal thing. It's it's what's it's the world. It's the sense. It's it's redressing the balance of rightness in the world, right? It's, it's really a very, you know, conceptually, the world has to be run with mishpat, with din. You can't let evildoers get away with evil. So I'm, so I, I said, and actually, when David HaMelech said, Hashem will be no king, he meant in, in this sense of justice. He didn't mean Hashem is going to pay you back for chasing me, it means Hashem will punish you because you're doing what's wrong. You know, this is a wrong thing. And if it's wrong, so Hashem will certainly redress the balance and, and, and make right what's wrong. So what about in the bedtime Shema when it says, I forgive. So you should have your heart clear. You're it's, saying it's nothing words. personal. It's not personal. So you should have your heart clear from anything that... Most of the time... We're not seeking to redress what's right and wrong in the world. Most of the time, we are hurt, <laughs> and we want to lash back. So you, see, you work on being mochel. But if indeed there's a larger issue of, of justice, and you're able to rise above yourself, it's not very hard, and sort of just relate to the... The litmus test is, just ask yourself honestly, how would I feel if they would be doing this to someone else. <laughs> that usually uh, that usually uh, takes all the wind out of your sails. Because you know very well, 99% of the time, if they'd be doing it to someone else, you would like, and then go right there with your life. That's about it, right? <laughs> so, that, so that's when you say, I'm them. But again, we're not talking about if they if they break into the house and steal from you. You know, you, you know, maybe Raya Levine will be Michael them, but you know, that's not us. That's the people who won't go to a doctor because they're following the Ramban. That's not anybody within earshot here, unless I'm discharging you. Mm-hmm. Again, please be Michael me. So when you're saying those words, I forgive every Jew, and let's say there was somebody that had stolen in your house, would that include that no, person too? No, no, no. It, sh- it shouldn't. It I, I don't know. On Erev Yom Kippur, it says it beferish. We speak out in Tefillah Zaka. Mm-hmm. It says Amochel everyone except for someone who I could be. I could t- take them to, to base them to din, and then and, and, and get back what's rightfully mine. I mean, Hashem wrote that in the Torah. Hashem wrote in the Torah. If someone wrongs me, I have to get reimbursed. They have to reimburse me. That's what's right, and that's. That's justice, and that's you know. So why are there big tzaddikim that will be mochel? Of course, they're going beyond 
what's required, beyond what's expected, beyond uh, they're, they're really big people. Right? Again, these bad. are the people that won't go to a doctor because they'll say the Ramban, they'll work with the Ramban. The Rambam said, of course you go to a doctor. And I'm saying, you know, you can't even make the joke about the Rambam being a doctor because the Ramban was a doctor also. So you can't even make a joke. Uh, the Rambam says, Shtuyot. He does. And I'll show you next week what the Rambam says. He says, Shtuyot. If you're hungry, so someone's going to say, don't eat, have bitachon. <laughs> Hashem made food. So if you're sick, Hashem made medicine. So you go to a doctor and he tells you what medicine to take. It's no different, the Rambam says, than eating when you're hungry. So you go to a doctor and you're sick. Something's wrong. So it's all the same. So Rav Dessler says that there's no machlokas Ramban Ramban. It's just, the Ramban is like, you know, he's talking about a very theoretically high-class tzaddik, like the kind of person that Kiman doesn't exist. And the Rambam's talking to people. And they're not really arguing. They're just, the Ramban is more like theoretical and the Rambam's real. That's what the Vdesel says in Mechtu Okay. So, when you think about, you know, he's talking about, we daven, right? So we say, Nafshenu chiksol Hashem, Ezenu mugnenu hu, Kivo yusmach libenu, Kivishen kotchoi vatochnu, Kivo right? Yichastcho Hashem olenu, Kashei chalmu loch. And I, you have to be worried. Hashem's listening to you. You go, really? Do you mean that? <laughs> right? That's what he says. You say things, and the pibul of kibaduni belibo rochak mimeni. So you have to work on it. So you have to practice. You have to make a workshop out of it. Say, so we, we said a few weeks ago, we never got beyond it. <laughs> the first way to practice is to always, when something's going on, like once a day. Ask Hashem to let it be successful, and then if no matter how mundane it is, no matter how straightforward it is, you go to the store to buy a container of milk. Ask Hashem to get me there safely. Ask Hashem to make sure to well, say to make sure the milk is there. But that's so eklisha of her. It's either there already or not there already. Or you thank Hashem that it's there. So that's, that would be first step in the workshop. The awareness that Hashem controls everything. Okay, so you start with that practice. The truth is, we should make a workshop out of it, the Pikachu workshop. Okay, but that's what the Chavis is. Okay, so that's number two. So I, I, I'm, I never fail to be amazed by number two. That a necessary, a necessary idea, a necessary realization to develop Bitochon is to realize that Hashem knows whether or not you're truly having bitachon. Again, why? I'm convinced that's the pshat. Because otherwise you'll never get there. You'll always just be this guy that when life is good, so he has bitachon. And then... Can you repeat that again? What the numbers are? Well, the Chavis says number two in developing bitachon is the realization that Hashem knows whether or not you truly have bitachon. Uh-huh. So ostensibly, like, why? And, uh, that's what I said tonight. I'm convinced that the Pshad is, because you'll never get there. 
if you don't know that Hashem is sitting there with a spotlight on your soul, you'll never get there. You'll always just fall back into behavioral patterns, and you'll say, Baruch Hashem, you'll say, Bezos Hashem, and that's when things are going well. And then when things are not going well, you'll, you'll, you'll collapse. You'll, you'll blow up. And, it, and, it, and it's with, so when you realize that Hashem knows if you truly have if you, that you truly have bitachon or not, you'll work on developing true bitachon. Because what's the point? Bitachon is probably the quintessential chovas halvavas is bitachon. It's like it's it's in your kishkas, you know, it's in the kishkas. Two people can be living the same life outwardly, waking up in the morning, going to work taking care of the kids, whatever. Two people go through all the same motions. And one person is as far from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, like, 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 the, like the Ma, like Mars is from Earth. And the other person, the exact same outward actions, is, is living with Hashem. So it's, it's really, truly the quintessential type of Okay. Okay.